everyone, and welcome to a extra special episode of Raccoon City Radio. With me for this extra episode is Logan Moore and Mario Rivera from DualShockers.com. And we're here to talk about our impressions with Resident Evil 3 overall. Probably get into spoilers a little bit, but I'll make sure to give a heads up for that. And then we're just going to talk about Resident Evil as a whole, and I want to hear their thoughts on the series and where it can go, the remakes that are rumored, all that sort of stuff. Um, So yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you having having you on and talking about this game, this series of very cheesy horror, but like still fun. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, how how, how are you doing? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm doing good. Uh, Good. How are you doing? Good, good. It's been a weird Saturday with, filled with like grocery shopping and like adult stuff, but now we're talking about a really over the top horror genre um video game. <laughs> so Oh, about a pandemic, yes. Yeah, yeah. About yeah, a, yeah great great timing. Uh yeah, for great this. timing. Very yeah. topical. Very um topical. but yeah, so you guys are from dualshockers.com. Uh you do a bunch of video game stuff over there, reviews, podcasts, that sort of stuff. Um, do you guys want to plug that a little bit? Talk about that. Sure. I can yeah. talk about this. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm managing editor over at Dual Shockers. Mario here is the video manager, all things video guru over there. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're just a small indie gaming website. We do all kinds of news coverage, reviews, videos, podcasts. Oh, I don't know. All that good stuff that you normally find at a video game website. Uh, we do that over there with a staff of probably 20 other people or so. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Are you guys going to change the name to DualSense? <laughs> we, we already discussed. I think we already switched the Twitter, you know? We actually yeah. we actually immediately, uh, per, like five minutes after the controller was announced, we purchased the URL to DualSensors.com. So if you oh. type in DualSensors right now on nice. Google, it redirects us. So <laughs> quick thinking. Awesome. Uh, that's perfect. Just in case. Just a nice little backup. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about Resident Evil 3 Remake. Came out a couple weeks ago, almost a couple weeks ago at this point. Um, and uh, just your general impressions on the game overall. You guys did a review uh, from Ricky Frick, Freck over there at Dual Shockers. And then uh, you guys had like a general discussion talking about the game as well. Uh, but I wanted to get you on Raccoon City Radio to talk about some of the same stuff, but then the series as a whole. So... I'll start with Mario because I know that he has some problems with this game and that's okay because everyone's opinion is different and that's okay. Uh, So Mario, Resident Evil 3, uh, talk talk about it with us. I do want to preface that I have been put put this label upon me that I am a Resident Evil 3 hater, uh, that this game is the worst game ever made. That is not true. This is not the worst game ever made. I was gonna okay. say that's really that's that's Halo a, Five exists. <laughs> worst game uh, more that game is more of a letdown for sure. Um, but I don't know if yeah. it's the worst game ever. There's some pretty bad games out there, but everyone <laughs> has. Resident Evil Six, pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> masterpiece, uh, masterpiece. As Logan is finding out, um, I will say. Yeah, I would say with well, the time that I had with Resident Evil 3, obviously I had high expectations from the year previous with the Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. remake. And Resident Evil 2, 
to be fair, I'm 100 percent more of a, more of having nostalgia for. I I played it with my uncle. I watched my uncle finish it because I was a child. When yeah. It came out. Uh, and I just have more of a residence with both Leon and Claire. Sure. Um, when it comes to Resident Evil Three, I never played it. However, I did watch someone play it in Chinatown, Chicago, in a card store. It was a weird time. <laughs> weird time. But I watched a guy play it behind behind the counter. Yeah. Um, but basically, I don't have that much resonance to the game. I do have re- like resonance with um, not Resident Evil. Res- <laughs> resonance with um, with Nemesis himself. Like sure. The character looks amazing. The, the idea of this hulking force chasing you. Um, that's what excited me going into this one where I was going to be able to re-experience that story. And I knew yeah. that they were going to change things and that they were going to update it. And I will say that the game itself, I think, is a fun game. But like 100% throughout the whole runtime, um, the gameplay is just a, to me, a better, if not improved, remix version of 2. It's a more sure. action focus with the different mechanics of the you know the perfect dodge and stuff like that yeah that's to me is what makes this game sing the actual like shooting the mechanics you know all that's that's fantastic mm-hmm. it's the other stuff to me that was kind of a letdown not so much at the length you know it is a i beat it and i believe my first run was 449 and then i beat it because I did it for the video video capture, so I kind of yeah, I played yeah. it on easy mode on the first try, uh, <laughs> <laughs> only so I can get some footage. And then I played it. I literally was able to beat it again, like a couple days later, and I beat it on the normal mode uh, in thirty minutes less. Only because you know, at that point, I know exactly what to do. I'm not yeah. one of those speedrunners. I can't do any of that stuff. Sure. But basically, it's not so much that I felt that the game let me down in terms of like the length because I felt that Resident Evil 2 was definitely a more meatier package in terms of having both an A and B with Claire and and, and Leon. Um, The fact that, you know, sort of like coloring my experience because they did add stuff after the fact too that also made it feel the game worth it. And I really hope they do that with Resident Evil 3. Yeah. But ultimately I would say in terms of like the story that they told to me wasn't interesting enough. And I felt okay. that could have been expanded on greatly, especially when it comes with the villain and then with, you know, just the relationship with Carlos and Jill. I will say this year has been an interesting year of uh, very weirdly horny people in games, <laughs> specifically with uh, <laughs> Jill and um, oh, my God, I forgot, I forgot his own name. Carlos. Uh, Carlos. Uh, uh him specifically, by the way, get a haircut. Uh, and, of course, obviously Final Fantasy and some other games that I've played. But uh, just their relationship to me just, at the end of the game, just didn't add up. Um, sure. Similar with, obviously, the other characters that you beat were sort of just flat and existing. Um, yeah. Now, like I said, I'm not a purist of the third one because I don't have much me- you know, history with it. But there are yeah. certain things that I remember, like, because I actually watched, after I beat the game, I watched, you know, just sort of like a clip of, like, what happened in the original. And there's stuff in the original, I'm like, huh, that actually seems more interesting than what they actually did in the remake. And yeah. I'm shocked that they took the directions that they did. So mm-hmm. I'll say on those aspects of the game, to me, that's what let me down and gave it the ideal score that I got it, gave it to. Um, but ultimately, I still think this is a fantastic game. Like yeah. you have the you have the heart and soul of Resident Evil Two in here, but I think what I did, you know, what I told Logan, to me it felt more like a Borderlands expansion pack, right? Yeah, it's it's Borderlands, just more Borderlands. But 
didn't add up to much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that was one thing that I kind of mentioned, too, on, like, other episodes of Racking City Radio, where it was, like, I was not, like, upset, really, about, like, the length at all, um, because... For me, Mario, as you probably know, because you kind of reacted to it, like I be I played the game in one sitting, and it took me like eight and a half hours. And you were like, yeah. "What?" Uh, <laughs> but that was just because like I looked for everything, and I took my time, and like yeah. I read everything, and I wanted to like solve these puzzles on my own, and like just kind of like digested it slowly, um, you know, more so than a lot of other people. Yeah. And like I get like. I do. I can see where the pacing of this game is so kind of breakneck that you could totally beat it in four hours and probably get everything that you need out of it. Yeah. Uh, But Resident Evil to me has always been like this slow pace kind of like build up to the ending where it's usually buck ass wild. Um, And like, I I can see where there's some things in this game where it was like, okay, this could be slowed down a little bit to kind of give some more context to exactly what's going on. And, like, I'm kind of like you, Mario. Like, I don't have any connection to the original game at all whatsoever, so I don't know what was technically cut out and changed around. Yeah. Um, But I just appreciated that it felt like a companion piece to what we got last year. Um, And kind of, like... So with Resident Evil 2, it always felt like it was building up to something. Like everything, it was just like a slow tension building, and it was great. Um, with this, it was like, okay, um, this game is going to be way more fast-paced. There's not so much like tension building. It, things just kind of happen. It's very set-piece-like, kind of like Uncharted. Um, it's a good comparison. Uncharted, Uncharted is, you know, just because it's filled with set pieces, that's like the right. easiest thing to compare it to. Um, but like... The gameplay itself was was fine, and um, I, I can see some people's complaints about like all of that. And and I I I even said like it could have been a thirty or forty dollar DLC to Resident Evil Two, absolutely. Um, and I I can see why Capcom kind of tacked on that project resistance yeah. thing with this is because yeah. like they they kind of had a conscious there where it was like. Well, if we sold Project Resistance separate from everything, yeah, everyone's gonna hate us for for us like charging sixty dollars for them to play that. Um, so let's just tack it on with this game that is already short in nature, and like that'll be the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've only played a little bit of Resistance. I was gonna ask how how much how, of you how guys you able played to that? Play it? Yeah, I played one match. I could never play as the Mastermind ever. I mean, have you tried it? Since I was gonna say since yeah. launch, you and I were playing pre-release. Yeah, Mario. okay. Yeah, pre-release, I couldn't get in a match, obviously. But when it launched, I was able to play. But you can only play if you do quick play, and you can't choose between yeah, survivors it's like, or that. It's either you do quick play, and that's it. It's it's a weird experiment that they're clearly trying to like hammer out um, and not make someone pay an ass ton of money for it. So yeah, yeah, it, it's fine. Um, I've I've played a few matches. Uh, you know, I, I'm assuming pre-launch it was probably pretty rough, just because the only people who are really playing are the ones who are reviewing it for sites or yeah. somehow street date broke in their area. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. we got different codes, so we couldn't play together. Like that was also like kind of like if that's weird. Um, but yeah, yeah the I mean, asymmetrical thing has just never been my jam with that too. So yeah, oh, I'm, I'm all about being a, a, a just a jerk. 
I would totally be a total jerk to like four random strangers if I could. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, like that's, I, all I do is want to play that section, but I can't get a game to go. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah. So I really think that it's more of just a trial run to see like what they might be able to do in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a similar concept, but I I like the concept. I really do. It's just the execution seems yeah. a little wonky. It, it's very arcadey from the couple matches that I did play, and I think yeah. I, that took me out of it. Really, was I mm. kind of wish it was more, not saying realistic, but more like in yeah. terms of tone of the actual game. You know, where yeah. like you don't see like points shoot off zombies or yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that, or zombies yeah. summoning from the ground. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish there were monster closets. Yeah. Comes out of the closet, you know, whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't, like I said, I don't feel bad about paying full price for this game. Um, just because as a Resident Evil fan, that's totally fine with me. I kind of come to expect that Resident Evil games can probably be beaten in two or three sittings. Um, and I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with six, it's like fucking 10 different <laughs> campaigns and they're all like. <laughs> Ass, like just so long for some godforsaken reason. Yeah. Um, have you beat six? No, I've actually have never played it, but I've watched people play it. And Alex O'Neill and I have thought about playing it together you, as like a should. joke. I can when we, when we switch topics here in a second, I'll, I can talk about where uh, I'm at with that. Okay. Yeah, All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also got the game with a gift card, so I paid like half the price. So I definitely don't feel cheated. Uh, well, that's that's the thing with I, I think has been interesting for me with this whole discussion has been like, is that people have been like, Oh, I don't think this is worth 60 bucks. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I feel like I've lost a sense of like the, like when the we review games, I, yeah. When the value of games, like yeah. yeah, when I, when we review games, like I run our reviews pillar over at dual shockers and I try to encourage people as much as possible, not to take the price of the game into account, unless it is like just a totally egregious situation where like, you don't understand why $60 is being charged for something like that. Like, yeah, typically I don't like to have people's scores or their criticism be based solely on the price. So I try to push people away from those things. But when yeah. I saw how much pushback people were having with this for 60 bucks for a campaign that is, I don't know, six to eight hours, maybe I was wondering like if that would have clicked in my head a little bit more, if I didn't do what I do for a living and like, I didn't get review code. Like, I feel like, Nowadays, a vast majority of the games that I play, we end up getting free copies of or whatever, or whatever, like cut, like review copies or, or whatever. And that's how I play a lot of things. So I don't spend that much money on games anymore. And I was, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a totally different yeah. subtopic, but I, I don't know. It, it made me think about that for the first time yeah. in a little while in, well, in the fallout of this game coming out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a, I had a similar, yeah. sorry, what was that? No, so that was my response when I beat it, and as someone who's you know more newer to the yeah. game in terms of getting the games early and you know playing it for zero dollars, which is like why am I complaining? Um, but I did feel like I was like, oh, man, this is this is a sixty dollar title, and then yeah, core resistance, cool, and then I tried resistance, and it, it is what it is. But yeah. then I I also have to remember that the, a lot of the value add that I have for Resident Evil Two was the fact that they did have stuff that came later. And it was yeah. totally free. Now, if, are they going to do that with this one? I don't know. Personally, yeah. they're probably going to add more stuff to the multiplayer. Resistance, yeah. Yeah, but other than There's that. There's like a roadmap on there, too, if yeah. you look. But um, there, there is a section of the game where I'm like, this could be expanded on, and I would actually enjoy that. And that's later half, but, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
And it's a similar situation that I've been put in before. Uh, during college, I actually worked at a movie theater, and like the one of the perks was same free movies, and it was there. like, it was like, okay, I'm seeing More so buddies. many movies, and I'm literally seeing movies just because it's free, and it's like, mm-hmm. do, am I am I valuing this time? Like, is it Andrew, special to me? Did you have you have you did you eat lunch eating a sandwich with Cheetos while watching Fifty Shades of Grey? Because it was just your lunchtime. You could just do that. Uh, no, I actually never did that. Oh, sorry. I was just talking about my own life. <laughs> oh, you're just yeah. talking about yourself? Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's what I did. I would just yeah. get a bologna sandwich, yeah. watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Got then... very specific. I'd the say the saddest, the saddest thing I ever did like with that perk was like, well, I'm off work and there's a showing for Lone Ranger, so I guess I'll go watch Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp and Arnie, Army Hammer. Like, in there. Like like that. You know what I mean? Like, Johnny it's just, Depp was in that film. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like... Right. It's not really special anymore, right? Because yeah. you're not Dumb and Dumber three or two or whatever it was. I was like, F- why not? Yeah, it's free. Not. Like, yeah. So, like, I can see where that that line blurs for you guys. Um, yeah. You know, especially where that's a huge criticism for a lot of people who are playing this game, where it's yeah. like, oh, the price tag. But for people who are reviewing it, it's like, well, that doesn't really come into the f- uh, effect because like we got a review code. So, yeah, for sure. um, that's understandable, but. Yeah, what what parts in particular? Probably getting into spoilers here a little bit, but what parts in particular did you feel like you wanted expanded upon Mario for Resident Evil Three? Definitely, the parts that I wish that they did expand upon was more with uh, Nikolai. Right? To me, he he literally is just a guy that shows up, antagonizes Jill, and then walks away, and you don't get any major yeah. development with that. That's literally yeah. all he does. You know, he's, he's very mustache twirling. Like, very mustache twirling. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's classic Resident Evil, though, in a sense. But, I, like, but, I, but I'm going to compare it to the game before that, where I felt like, at the very least, there were some nuance to the characters. Sure. You know, stuff like that. Like, that to me is like, that's what I was just looking for. And you want more of a motivation, right? Is that yes. what you mean? Okay. And you get it in a document, but still. I think, I think Resident Evil, I think one of the things I really like about Resident Evil is that, like, the antagonists of the franchise has always been this like faceless entity, this umbrella. And occasionally you come across people that are involved with umbrella or like the Birkins and resident evil two or whatever. Like they, yeah. they played pretty large roles in uh, why things are kind of the way they are. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's just kind of this nebulous entity of umbrella and there are zombies everywhere because of this corporation that you really don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. And I kind of like how distanced things like, like Nikolai, I'll be honest, I don't think he's a great character because I think he's pretty one-note <laughs> There's really too. no background there. Yeah, but like at the same time, I'm trying to think of a situation where his background is more fleshed out. I'm like, well, I don't really well, know. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be him, you know? Like there was stuff in the, like that I saw that was cut in this game um, from the original game. I don't know much details on it. I just know that there was. But in terms of like adding something, add add nuance, not to maybe to him, but to somebody else, like... You got, you know, you got Birkin, who is turning into a monster. Um, you know, he was gunned down in that game. He came back as a monster. But then you have his wife and the daughter stuff. Like, the, to me, that was all really wonderful and fleshed out in RE2. I mean, not saying that you need that kind of stuff in 3. But I yeah. could wish there was just something. Other than, to me, the game became, a, a, like, Remember Barry, the game. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, here's the shop. Remember? Let's yeah. talk to him before he talks to Leon. You know, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Like... But that Spoilers. that was kind of a cool connective <laughs> tissue, though. Those you know things I mean? are cool. I'm not saying that those are bad. I just wish that they were more fleshed out and nuanced. Not those sure. specific things, but other things. Like you had an opportunity to add add to the story. To yeah. me, they just took a lot out. 
Like there, for instance, uh, we in spoilers. Can I talk about spoilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an instance, and you know, it gets flamey if this is brought up in the previous game because I don't. It's been a while since I played two, but sure. specifically when it comes to Brad, the way that he's dispatched, obviously he's uh, bitten and he's holding the door back. But then afterwards, you then go to be you be Carlos, and he shows up in front of RPD. He he ends up being responsible in this version of the game for um, Marvin becoming a zombie later in two because he bites him. Cool. That's cool. In the original, Brad and Jill are actually at RPD and then Nemesis comes out and just straight up mercs him. And it's cool. It's awesome. It's iconic and awesome. Like here, Marvin uh, shoots at – no, actually the part that – what I'm really trying to emphasize – sorry about that. What I'm trying to emphasize is that there's a part where – Marvin's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do this. And then Brad actually, as a zombie, goes, sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, that's interesting. And they do nothing with it. Yeah. No, I can see, I can see the, like, they're trying to try, they're trying to do something different than what they did with the original. And, but then they never really expand on it. Yeah. And and it's like, it's a boss fight now. Yeah. (laughs) And then Um, he's actually a faster zombie than the other, but you know, depending. Yeah. I just, I lit him up by the way. Oh, Uh, hell yeah. (laughs) I I was like, Oh, I have a machine gun now. Great. Uh, sorry, Brad. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's a nice little tutorial for the machine gun section right there. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if you play unassisted, which I had to for the capture, you get it with Jill immediately. And it's awesome. You're just blowing things away right from the beginning (laughs) of the game. It's wonderful. That's cool. Um, Um, yeah. yeah. And the only, the only other thing obviously is nemesis. Yeah, that is. I, I just put that as a boiler point. Nemesis sucks. Yeah. Um, I my problem with him is well, okay. So like when Alex and I played the demo, we were like, if he is like this this whole game, this game is going to be really difficult to enjoy. Oh um, really? Because he's so unrelenting and sure. he will just fuck your shit up in like two or three hits. And like I totally understand that. I'd say, like, the thing about the original RE3 is that it was so, like, he is on you pretty much that whole game. And I the, the systems back then, it just, the tank controls, like, yeah. everything was kind of taken into account when probably building Nemesis, where it's like, oh, okay, so we have, like, these fixed angles, and Jill's not very fast. It's, you know, it's the same speed as, like, RE2, RE1. Yeah. Um, okay, so he can run now. Um, so you're gonna have to react a little bit faster where it's like now it's like okay so now it's over the shoulder no more tank controls he's gonna haul ass at you like yeah you can still like there's the the mechanics there to you know handle him with the dodge and everything like that but when you're running away from him it's so difficult because it's like he can just drag you right back to him and it's like oh my god is this gonna like jump over your head yeah like and he's gonna jump over you it's like like I understand people's frustrations with him basically after the first section, he's just a boss battle at that point. And like, I, yeah. I get the frustration there. Like it, you're kind of, you're kind of getting rid of what made resident evil three resident evil three. But like, like would you have enjoyed the game if he was on you the whole time? And it was that difficult. And I just feel like it would have been too much. Sure. And so sure, there sure. had to yeah. be some sort of compromise. Well, I no. feel like the thing too with the original game and the reason why he's like partially as legendary as he is is because like 20 plus years ago, scripted scenes and games were way more novel and yeah. kind of wild at the time. And a lot of his a lot of his instances in the first game, they were scripted, but they didn't seem like it necessarily sure. uh, because we weren't as privy to how 
games worked in that sense, I guess. So yeah. it just seemed like it was just kind of all random. Uh, 20 years of game design have come after that game, though. So yeah. now when he, we've got these scripted sequences here in this game, they're much more obvious. And it's like, oh, okay, he's about to bust through a brick wall here. And then I'm just going to have to run away from him. And it's yeah. like, it feels very... He felt much more straightforward in this game to me, whereas when I first when I first played three, probably fifteen years ago or so, um, it felt kind of wild at the time. Uh, even have me playing it eight to ten years after it originally released, it felt it still felt kind of crazy at the time when I first played it. Uh, now this feels like every again, not every game has a nemesis type character in it that's stalking you or whatever, but it just like the void he filled in this game felt much more commonplace nowadays yeah. uh, compared to what we were seeing back in the day. And I For think sure. that's why people are a little bit let down by him uh, because when a lot of people played this game for the first time in the original version, it felt way more novel and unique. And yeah. Now it's not as much. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of leading into that, uh, Logan, I want to get your overall impressions of the game. I know that we kind of uh, <laughs> bunny trailed off there from Mario, but uh, yeah, I want to hear like kind of what you thought about it overall. Yeah, I mean, so like, like I mean, compared to you guys, I was approaching this game a little bit differently because I had played the first one. Again, it's been a very long time since I played it, so I didn't remember a lot of it. Yeah, but I did remember just the broad strokes. Like when Mario and I were talking about it playing it pre-release, he was like, "Oh, I don't like how linear this is. I don't like how there's only one path and things like that." I'm like, "I don't like that there's not that much of a story." I'm like, "Mario, that's like Mario, that's Resident Evil Three. Like this game has always been very linear, very combat heavy, pretty much just." escape nemesis and get out of raccoon city the yeah. end that like that's the whole plot of resident evil 3 and that's always kind of how it's been um and even ca- compared to 2 3 was always the one that people really got into the run scene with like well i'm gonna try to see how quick i can complete the game and get a run that's under x amount of time like those original resident evil games have always been very run heavy games that you're supposed to replay and yeah. much more than some of the other ones um so knowing what to expect and then seeing that it was pretty much that, uh, my expectations were pretty well met and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with some of the things uh, we've been talking about here. I think Nemesis was a disappointment. Again, though, I talked about two seconds ago why I, I kind of think that is, though. I, I still think he was really fun to engage with, though. Uh, Overall, like the thing, the reason I I don't think I can be disappointed by this is that it's just still such a high quality product. I think too, like this engine, every the way everything looks in the game. I know those are all minor side details, but just the game is really, really well polished, and it is a very tight experience. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know if you add a lot to it if it feels that good to play at the same time. Like if they add another four hours of gameplay here to this, I don't know then it might start to feel too bloated. Like I felt like for what it was, it was kind of perfect, like perfect length, a perfect amount of time to play. Um, yeah. Ten out, ten out yeah. Ten. I don't know. <laughs> and it's not a perfect game. I wouldn't give it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Definitely not a perfect game. But no, no. Uh, just like the experience front to back, I felt was like, it, like it ramps up where I expected it to. And then it kind of com- comes to a natural conclusion. I don't know. Like adding too much more to this, I don't think would, yeah, uh, it's it's just definitely when I was playing RE2, I didn't know when the end was coming because I didn't feel it until much much later. Um, 
But when it came, when in the middle of this, it was like, yeah, I got to be done. There's no way this is anymore after this part. Um, but mostly when it comes to, like, to, just to backtrack to Nemesis for a second, like, to me, definitely what was most disappointing with, you know, him not being the same thing in the beginning half of the game. Yeah. Um, those fights to me became not interesting because they were just the same fight. It literally, sure. it's, it's almost very much the same fight. And that, that is understandable. And I actually, and he's the it, only yeah. major big monster that you fight really in that game yeah. too. You know, and that's it. That's those are those are the things where I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that so much that it's a linear game. That wasn't so much what I was having an issue with. It's yeah. just what they were providing me. Yeah. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, the boss fights weren't issue. great. The you boss know? fights with him they weren't were not great. Great. Um, yeah. And I and honestly, like thinking about that, um, I think they might have done that. Be- I think they might have only made him like the central thing to for you to fight, like in terms of boss battles is because they had to cut out things like the Gravedigger, which was like a boss battle from like the original RE3. Sure. And, and yeah. And to quote less, this definitely, and I feel, I, I, you know, I very much feel this. This was definitely developed at the same time that they were doing RE2. Yeah. And therefore, they were working at the same time. So I totally get that resources are where they are. But yeah, that's just, you know, I totally understand. I think that's how the originals were too, honestly. Because wasn't RE2 97? Uh, wasn't they working Ari, on Veronica? Yeah, RE2 was 98, and then RE3 was 99. Yeah, um, so they were back-to-back. But yeah. they were different. I just, and same thing here, too. Wasn't there two different teams? There was two different I teams, so. and then but they created a studio called M2, and that had X-Platinums had kind of leading the team. Yeah, that's all come out this past week um, or something. Okay, so it was. Veronica. it's interesting to know, like... No, they're not how big of these teams are like how big these teams are like obviously re2's team is probably way bigger than re3's yeah, sure. and they're just kind of piggybacking off of re2 because yeah, so. a lot of the assets from two are just yeah there go. same engine lot some of the same environments like that yeah. sort of thing um but yeah it was it was very much of the same like development process for like the original yeah. games too which it is was funny. just i, I kind of wish they didn't do that but i totally get it totally yeah. understand and there's like a whole backstory as to why that was pretty much. They wanted RE3 to be on PS2, but then they were like, Oh wait, we want to do one more resident evil for PlayStation one. So then they made RE3 or yeah, it's just very convoluted. You can look it up online, (laughs) but uh, it's interesting actually. Um, And they, they wanted all the mainstream resident evil games to be on PlayStation but then everything that was kind of like Code Veronica or like those extra games, they wanted to be like on on other systems to try to get people to come over to PlayStation, and so that's why Code Veronica I think launched on Dreamcast. If I'm not, yeah, that's how I played it. Yeah, and so that's what they were trying to do with that. Um, just very weird, you know, '90s marketing and how they all handled that. But you know. Um, so yeah, uh, what were you talking about? <laughs> uh, the boss battles, like yeah, it was just it, I I can understand what you're saying. Like the first boss battle is it, it, it there is like a sense of epicness there. Uh, fighting on top oh, of really? a roof is cool, and like totally. you know the whole like roof blowing up and you know you falling down the side of it was very like Die Hard esque, uh, and I really enjoyed that. And like the second boss fight, I can see where it's like. Okay, like I pretty much have to use everything, and this motherfucker's just running around in circles, and like I gotta just, you know, I I can I can see where that's like pretty annoying. 
Yeah. Um, and then it's like inferred that you use the mine rounds on the wall. And then I, and then when I did the second circular boss fight, I'm like, oh, I got to do the same thing. So I kept shooting it like yeah. in the circle thing. It does knock him down, but apparently you don't really need to do that. You just wait for him to get on the tube. It was, yeah. a, it was like you were leading me this way and then you were trying to show, do something different, even though it looked yeah. very much like this. So yeah, you know, stuff like that just annoyed me. And then I, sure. I joke, I joke that I didn't like the last, last boss fight only because it's just, Silly, but it is what it is. I, it's pretty cool. The last line, I love that one. the last line is my favorite. Like that line and the what you do is awesome. Oh, I love that. That's it's what I was talking so, about in my Twitter. Is that that thing? Is that that thing you want commissioned? Oh, hundred percent. Hell yeah, hundred percent. It, it yeah, has dude. it has every. It, it is the most like Resident Evil, Resident yeah. Evil thing, and it's Take just a like fucking hit. <laughs> it's just so fucking like over the top and epic and just ridiculous, and it's like. I need to have a yeah. painting of and, this or something. And, like, and to go with what you said, you know, on your in your one of your episodes, yeah, I love Jill. Yeah, Jill's like great. Jill's great. Like Jill's I great. love Jill, and I honestly have no issues with her character at all. I feel like yeah. Carlos definitely could be fleshed out for sure. And he's the part that I'm talking about. If they ever do DLC, he's just it should be about him. He's just chilling in the, in yeah. the laboratory, right? It should he be just about shows him. Up. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Um. I'd, I'd say, like, his biggest character moment is the moment when he realizes he's been working for the bad guys. Like, you're yeah. an idiot. Of course you know. <laughs> like, how did you not know this? Uh, but it is a cool character moment, and it's very, like, over the top and, like, cheesy. Uh, kind of reminded like, a Keanu Reeves movie or something like that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Got the haircut from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It's very just... I, I basically had that haircut in eighth grade, by the way. Oh, like, I was... Bad. I used to be able to grow, like, big old afros and... <laughs> yeah, it just it looks bad. Um <laughs> but yeah, kind of moving on from Resident Evil 3, um with more uh, like immediately after they released this game, they were like, "All right, what do you guys want next? Like what do you <laughs> like and I a lot of people are like, "Stop, just stop." Like, you know, those are probably some of the more diehard fans who are like, "We we didn't like 3, like please just stop." Um but, you know, there's been rumors about the possibility of it being 4, the possibility of it being Code Veronica, Dino Crisis. They've, like, said no to Dino Crisis, no to Code Veronica. Dino Crisis is not happening. Yeah. I wish I it was bu- happening. I don't buy that one. I don't buy that one at all. Um, I, I don't feel like anybody actually wants that. <laughs> uh, it's just Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Um, 100%. Uh, you, just, you just sold me, man. Yeah, you I mean, it's it's RE3 cool. Engine? It's cool. Like, it could be cool. Dipping and um, dodging some velociraptors? I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys... Supply drops. What do you guys think about that? Like, what do you... How do you feel about the potential of more remakes uh, coming in the near future? Remake Code Veronica. RE4 doesn't need a remake. That game holds up so yeah. well. It's port- It's been ported to every yeah. system yeah. And I'm sure it'll existence. be ported to PlayStation 5 and Xbox what? Series X. Exactly. At some the- point... Go ahead, sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, Code Veronica. Code Veronica, the thing, uh, the thing I've been talking about lately with people about this, I, I think the cool thing about them remaking 2 and 3 is that all of the Resident Evil games are pretty readily available on modern yeah. hardware somewhere. That's what I was going to well, say, I mean, because the, my favorite tweet that I saw was a guy had all his PS4 copies, and they all line up now, so it's from yeah. one, from zero so all the way through. Yeah, they've they, yeah even the weird ones like Zero they've brought over to like PS4 yeah. and Switch and stuff like that now. Like I think even Switch specifically has yes, every numbered Resident Evil game except for two, three, and then Code Veronica is not numbered, but it's a yeah. mainline entry. You're, that's you're right about story. that. The yeah, Switch has seven, which is insane. It has yeah. seven in Japan. 
Oh, so it does. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. It does. Yeah. It's like a cloud game over there or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like 2, 3, and Code Veronica have kind of, over the years, become the quote-unquote lost Resident Evil games. Sure. They're just ones that are really hard to revisit. 2 and 3 sure. are obviously easy to revisit now because of these remakes. Code Veronica, the easiest way you could play that game right now is the Xbox 360 version is back compat on Xbox One, I think. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's only available on like PS2 and Dreamcast. I yeah, think. I got to whip out Dreamcast uh, so I can play Rated and Rumble <laughs> with Code Veronica and it'll bleed. Oh, Power Stone. Don't forget about Power Stone. There so yeah, if they remake Code Veronica, that would be dope because that game is... That game's more Resident Evil 3 than Resident Evil 3 is, actually. Like, mm. Resident Evil 3, like, we're talking about the story stuff in that game not really being too prominent whatsoever. Kovaraka is, like, the final closing chapter of all the Raccoon City stuff to a certain degree, or it ties off a lot of those loose threads. Sure. At yeah. least until 5 brings them to a definitive end. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Code Veronica is, like, totally hard to play nowadays yeah that game is really good and it's super bizarre and yeah uh more so than a lot of other resident evil games that game is really weird yeah uh, i would love to see them bring that one back for sure somehow. um yeah i've never played it so i i would totally be open to it too do you feel like maybe they're not just gonna flat out say oh yeah we're making code veronica like you know with them asking fans like what are you interested in us remaking? No. I, I don't well, think it's so. the one that's coming next. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think eight for sure is definitely gonna be the one next. But the last time they've talked about, you know, two and three, they never just flat out say anything. It was a cool reveal. Yeah. Well, no, one that's actually leaked. a lie. They did reveal two, but it was like way before. I don't know if you Even remember. Before E three? Yeah. They revealed that years before. Well they said they were it was working on it, last right? Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair but enough. that was like so like when it was revealed at E three two years ago. Uh, they had said that Capcom had confirmed like years before that they were remaking Resident Evil 2. Huh, okay. It was just like one of those like really quiet, like said one time, threw it out there things, and then yeah. like yeah. no one ever remembered it when it was finally <laughs> announced yeah. again. Um, I remembered it at least. I, I'm sure a lot of other Resident Evil people did. But yeah, that was like out there that they were doing. Sure, that. sure. But I would say um, that like something like that where that, that happened, but it was like lost in time. Like yeah. time had passed, we've all forgotten about it, and then E three happened, and I screamed in a theater. Yeah, it was wonderful. It's a cool reveal, the E three reveal. The, the rat and crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely open, especially if that kind of ties off the end of the Raccoon City Chronicles or whatever you want to kind of label those. But um, that'd be cool to have that be remade i mean sure having mm-hmm. claire be the main character again that would be cool i think she's great anyways so, so um, I, I tried playing uh re remake the original um not that long ago and i also have a ps classic i tried to play the original uh re um do you think they should just do that again and make that better because i don't want to do that old system anymore no tank control I feel like that's kind of what seven was like at least the opening portions of seven felt like sure. a really modernized version of yeah that yeah yep. it was it was very nice so um, yeah, I mean, if they did, I'd be happy with that. But, I would. I would yeah. like just a clean one, two, three, and not this weird like version. Well, not weird. The original version. Yeah. Well, like because it was I'm remade selfish. for GameCube, right? In like yes, two thousand four or five or something, and then yeah. they gave you the HD upres where it was like, okay, now it's on all current gen consoles. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I could. That would be cool to have a res- the original Resident Evil in the same style of 2 and 3 remake. Yeah, a remake of a remake. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome, actually. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen ever. Um, no. Maybe. Maybe it's been discussed. <laughs> uh, 
and yeah, I mean, like four definitely holds up. Like, yeah, I've actually never beaten four, uh, but Same. I've played the first half like three times. And today I actually started it up again and I was like, I should beat this game. Like I have the time. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't think it needs to be remade. Um, but Alex and I kind of talked about it on the show and we were like, well, if they really want to do four, like, I don't think it should happen till like midway through next console generation where yeah. it's already been like a few years separated from three and just like maybe people would be more open to it at that point. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much that that's how I've entertained that idea of remaking for. Um, I mean, I feel like the, I feel like all games. It's weird because like we're getting all the Resident Evils remade. Final Fantasy VII remake just came out. It's like I feel like on a long enough timeline, we're gonna start to see all of these really classic games start to come back. Like, how many years until like something like Metal Gear Solid's remade? Like, like ten or fifteen, probably. Or maybe. just like all these classic games from the '90s that are like aren't aging super well. I just feel like this is the new, like this is the new pattern we're yeah, gonna start yeah. seeing a lot more of over the next probably decade. I would imagine we're just I a bunch of where you at, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's it's because those companies know that people love those games so much, and they would love to have like a current version of it, and yeah. that's why they're doing it. And they know that people are gonna buy it. Like, it's an yeah, easy I mean, way it's to a very make easy money. way to cash in. Yeah, exactly. Super easy. Um, yeah. So we kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but Resident Evil 8, we all kind of feel like that's what's next for this series. Um, 100%. I'm pretty sure we all loved Resident Evil 7. So good. Okay. Yeah. So I, actually, I have never played it. Wow. I, my, I, my, my, I played the demos, but they were too spooky. They're very scary. They're very scary. Yeah. And I tried it in VR. No, no thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I played about a third of it in VR, and then I had to stop. Not a fucking <laughs> chance. You could probably not pay me anything. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I can't say that, but there's just yeah. no way I'm just going to do it on my own. So I watched my account. friend play all the way through, so I know exactly what happens. I haven't okay. played the DLCs. I have been messing with the idea of going back, because now I feel like I'm a grown boy, even though the game only came out like two years ago. Should. Yeah. You um, should. I might do it. It's, yeah. it's on sale. It's like 20 bucks. I'm I, it's on it sale literally all the time. All you the can time. get like the gold edition that comes with all the DLC for like $20, $30 maybe. Yeah. Um, Those DLCs are pretty good too. I played through them all last year randomly because I realized I bought them all, but I never played them. So I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I should do this um, for sure. But yeah, Mario, I beat the game at the beginning of the year um, for the first time too. So like... Uh, yeah, I love the setup. I love the premise. I love the look. It's yeah, creepy. it's very scary, very, very creepy, very yeah. isolated, uh, cut off from like everyone and everything. So I, yeah. I really almost I not enjoyed an title. Almost, you know. Yeah. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the potential of Resident Evil Eight and the possibility of it being coming uh, of it coming out at the beginning of twenty twenty one? I'm I'm both like, yay definitely, but I did hear something that it was maybe supposedly like a resist not resistance I'm sorry, Revelations spinoff. Yeah, I don't know no. how I feel about that. So supposedly development on it started as Revelations three. I've been writing about this all week. Supposedly <laughs> development started on it started as Revelations three, and then a lot of the ideas were crossing over with what they had done in seven. Okay. So then they're like, well, we should just make this the full full blown sequel to. Uh, to seven then. Gotcha. Uh, 
So it's like sounds like a mix of those, but Resident Evil 7 honestly had a lot of crossover with Revelations, I felt like, in the first place, specifically like the enemy types and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So like there was already that crossover there. It was kind of established, but yeah, so yeah, I guess it was Revelations 3 initially, and they're like, oh, we'll just make this. Yeah, but I heard entry and werewolves, and I'm, hell yes. Yeah. Chris Redfield, Chris Redfield. Amnesia, That's something right. about a baby. <laughs> There's like Work a village, an isolated European village. Village, yeah, European villages. Yeah, all about um, it. I, I want to know how it ties into the larger, larger. That's that's series. Pretty that's much the thing. I'm everything I've heard. Where I've been like, how do werewolves and witches come into play here? Like, let's not get too over the top. Like we've already done over the top with this series, and like I get that that's kind of the shtick with it, but like werewolves well, and did witches. They ever, <laughs> did they ever really explain how? Uh, seven tied in like i i don't feel like they were other than umbrella so yeah at the very end i know chris redfield shows up he's like hi i'm chris redfield or whatever and then he's like wearing an umbrella patch and all this stuff it's like what the hell is going on so like he's like the new umbrella or he works for like the new umbrella which is like basically just another bsaa where they're like trying to mop up all of the original umbrellas like mistakes how many um, acronyms do we need? These like, he, yeah, stars. he's over the series. He's joined like three different organizations. Like, just pick one. Chris Drinking in a series. bar. Chris is the best. Yeah. Have you done um, the Chris section yet, Logan? Yeah, we played the Chris okay. campaign. I, I, I have not played that campaign. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see where that goes and what it connects to with the overall story and maybe like some other original characters come back into play. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking of it as like. Okay, they're not actually werewolves and witches. They're more so like, yeah. oh, the biohazard like goo stuff affects them, affects people and can give them like special powers. That or damn like, Mako turns okay. yeah turns a dog into like a werewolf like creature or something like that. You know what I mean? Like not yeah, actually not. those things. So yeah, an actual wolf being you know with T virus or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. I like the idea of another resident evil coming out next year but i i would want it to be eight if anything Um, i just like the first person perspective of seven a lot like that was the thing that i was super doubtful of going into that game and then i just adored it after i played it it was welcoming in this game when they started the game like that where i was like oh this is kind of cool yeah it was was a really cool opening to three um with that first person perspective but Yeah. yeah i mean seven it was just like I think that's honestly what made it very nerve wracking and stressful is the first person view. And it really like capitalized on that. And it was very survival horror um, in that aspect. That's why I don't play those Outlast games. I don't play any of those like first person spooky games. Yeah. That's why I'm like, nah, I can't do seven, but I'm, I'm I'm a, I'm a grown boy. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it for sure. Yeah. I mean, fuck dude. Like I am not, I'm very like I'm a huge scaredy cat, but like I played the I game. I love horror movies. First person freaks me out though. That's yeah, the thing. like I mean, I had Alex playing it with me too, so it was like very. Oh, so it was you had a buddy. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot easier to kind of consume, <laughs> uh, but it was still like very scary. I'm just like Jesus Christ, like this. Yeah, very scary. Um, Once you get past the opening house stuff where he's chasing you, then it gets a little bit less. Yeah, intense. but the mom is the, actually the worst part about all of that I for saw me. That. <sighs> And, like, I had to fight her in, like, a greenhouse, and that was the absolute worst, and I hated every second of that. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She does get on. When I finally, like, destroyed her, I was just like, thank you. Like, <laughs> let's go back to playing this 
this game and it was very it was a lot less scarier after that fight uh with her yeah um but yeah i mean resident evil guys i mean it's it's great and i'm glad that it's a thing and i i know that this this remake has brought a lot of discussion towards like future remakes um with the series but also like the the future of like the the main the mainline series where it's like oh okay what's what's next with eight and what are we going to do with eight so yeah for sure i'm definitely looking forward to the future and i really want this i want eight to be the res i'm sorry the evil dead 2 of uh of seven i just because ethan has been through shit yeah he's been effed up i see his hand got cut off at one point or something yeah give that man some jokes that is like that is actually a comparison that i've never actually like put together like it's very (laughs) evil dead-esque you know yes um so yeah that'd be kind of maybe maybe i'd be way more open open if i look at it that way where it's like okay like if werewolves and witches are going to be here like that does make sense because it's kind of like Oh, it's Evil Dead 2. It's way more over the top than the first one. Yeah, it's uh, like, no longer I am a writer, I am a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to touch on, especially with the series or anything like that at all, uh, before we wrap up. But I just want to thank you guys for coming on and talking about this game and the future of the series and the series as a whole. It's been fun. Um, yeah, dude. If you guys want to plug your stuff before we say goodbye to the lovely listeners... That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, thanks for having us on. Yeah. I've been wanting to get on here for a while. Glad you guys brought the show back. Uh, so you can follow me personally. Uh, I am over on Twitter at moreman12. Uh, if you want to follow all of our other stuff that we've got going at Dual Shockers, you can just dualshockers.com. Probably the best way to keep up with all that stuff. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel to see what kind of things Mario's been doing over there. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah, been killing it, dude. You've been killing thank it, you. Mario. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's been it's been a long month. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're I'm glad we're done with reviews for a while. Yeah. Like all these games getting delayed is like kind of sad on one hand, and on the other, yeah, I'm like, oh, it makes things a little bit easier for sure. Yeah. Looking forward, it's funny. Yeah, I, I spent time cutting up this Final Fantasy video, and I'm like, I'm done with Final Fantasy. And the first thing I did was hunker down sixty dollars to play Final Fantasy. Yeah, so exactly I'll play that and just don't talk to anybody. That's funny. Yeah, but you can find uh, me at that Mario Rivera uh, on Twitter, and then uh, Alex uh, O'Neill is avoiding me. He doesn't want a podcast with me. I'm calling him out. I'll call him out for you too. Thank you. Yeah, maybe it's just Twitter's down. Is Twitter awesome. is shit right now, him. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for this special episode of Raccoon City Radio. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you want, if you like what you heard, uh, leave us a review, uh, preferably a five star. <laughs> um, subscribe do all that fun stuff you can find me on twitter at papa drew bear you can find alex o'neill my co-host for raccoon city radio you can find him at al fighter 27 uh the podcast is supported by rationalpassions.com uh so if you can go over there and check out their stuff that'd be awesome they do video game reviews articles uh video features all that awesome stuff um so you can kind of keep up with them just like the dual shockers uh but yeah everyone thank you so much for listening and we'll see you